0: you're listening to the City Lights podcast. City Lights is a church located in Greenville, South Carolina, devoted to building family, blessing neighbors, and bringing good news to the nations. Thanks for joining us. Three things. We wanted to just get a chance to get an update from some of our mission partners for those of you guys who are new or some of you guys that have been here for a long time, just seeing those faces and being connected um, with uh, people that are, are here, but also abroad in terms of the gospel and, and What a privilege it is to be connected with them, not just financially, but also spiritually. Um, And so we want to continue to do that, you know, on on days like this. But also we want to do a better job, as George said, um, as God has blessed this church financially, and as that has expanded our networking in terms of ability to reach and to send, um, to have more mission partners, and therefore needing more opportunities like this to stay connected to them. Um, And so today was a talking about the updates. B um, us having just a little bit of a conversation for the heart of God for missions for going and sending. Um, and then, lastly, uh, really, I think um, one just I think primary way I think God would gather us today in a room like this is to pray and to be activated in mission. Um, and really, missions uh, just like worship is all about listening. It's all about uh, being obedient. And so, um, and so we're going to make sure to carve out time um, right here at the end of service to make sure to pray for those two words uh, for goers in the room, which is all of us, by the way. Surprises George said um, in the gym, in the office, in schools. In, in, in long-term relationships with our family, we are always going on the way, uh, but also to pray for sending, uh, because there are different seasons and people that are called not just to go on the way, but go out of their way. And when you go out of your way, it's like um, the church, uh, in, in being a sending agency, needs to do a good job of providing for that and sending that. It's not a passive endeavor, but it's an active endeavor. Like when people go out of their way to go far, uh, to reach people that are, that are, that are far off, Um, Through plane tickets and everything else, um, there's just different needs. And so we want to be a sending church and be prayerful about both goers and senders in the room. So, anyways, all that said, uh, one more hand for uh, Clay and Rhonda here as we're uh, getting going in. Um, uh, One thing I just want to mention I noticed, um, I'm not going to let this slide, but you flexed so hard, not just because of this blazer that you have on right now, Clay, but those Air Jordan 2s are not, I am not going to go ahead and just. Just swerve those. So we need to probably bring those up in conversation. Obviously, um, the gospel as well, but that's, that's one thing. Um, so uh, just to get us going here, introduce yourselves, bring us up to speed. Um, we, I've known you personally for longer than even being here at City Lights. Some of you guys know you a little bit, but most, most have met, never met you. Catch us up on where you are, you know, uh, what God has called you to, and just anything in terms of the first five Five minutes here of just helping us know where you guys are at this point.
1: Sure. First of all, good morning, City Lights. Woo-hoo. It's an honor to be here with you guys. Uh, the first, the last time, and which was also the first time we were here was two years ago. Was anybody else? Was anybody in the room here then? <laughs> Maybe like an eighth of y'all. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's good. To, it's good to be here with you all. Um, real quick on the shoes. Yeah. We'll just first go ahead. First. We'll go ahead and identify this low tops. Um, I'm impressed that you knew what they were because I couldn't oh. have even told you.
0: Oh, I, I in six seconds, I okay. was thinking
1: to myself, okay, point one. Okay, good. Right. <laughs> but um, with these, I've actually, you know, I was in like junior high when the original Jordans came out. Yeah. Forever, I've wanted a pair. Forever. Yeah. Yes. And I've never had a pair. You ever. know me. You get it. And then last year, which we'll get to this, yeah. but um, I. I minister with the pro basketball team, yeah, and I'm considered one of their coaches. And as a gift for the team making the playoffs, Nike gave the whole coaching staff Jordans. (laughs) And they included me with it. And when I opened the box, I was like, (laughs) my first pair of Jordans. I've waited 30 years for this. He sees me. And it was amazing. He knows my name. They've only been worn, like, only for special occasions. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I try to make these last for as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, know. anybody who's like, no, Lord, just don't send me to missions. I mean, th- just like pass me by. Just remember, there's Jordan- there, could Jordan there
1: could be Jordans. There could be Jordans future. at the other end of the plane trip. Yeah. He always outgives you. You can't outgive God. So that's good. That's yeah. really good. Um, but yeah, we've been, um, we've been in Taiwan. We've got three daughters. They're, uh, one is in here, I think. Um, oh, she raised her hand. There we go. Aww. One's in here. And then the other two are downstairs sharing with the kids uh, downstairs about their life in Taiwan. So good. um but we've been there for seven and a half years together uh we've I've lived there all together about 11 years uh my time with Taiwan started back in the year of our Lord 1999 yeah and good year. Rhonda's lived there uh, for a combined total of about nine years um but as a family we've been there for seven and a half years now and um really our heart is is discipleship mm-hmm. you know we our belief is that when you try to Build the church or grow the church. You rarely make disciples, but when you make disciples, you'll always get the church. Amen? Yeah, that's good. And that's really been our heart for a long time has been investing in the person in front of us. Yeah. So is there anything you'd like to add? So good. Um,
2: I don't know. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, we we really um, believe firmly in, like, our family on mission. Like, Lord's called Mm. all of us to be there, and even though we don't, like, force our kids to do anything (laughs) and give them space to have their own walk with the Lord. We do, um, open our home a lot, um, to, to a lot of other people, which is kind of rare in that culture. Um, they're all very friendly, but to actually come into someone's home because their homes are really small because there's so many people that all the apartments are really tiny. But, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we open our home a lot and love on, um, like Clay said, my, my heart and my, well desire to always want to do is to love the person in front of you and so whoever the lord gives us and when we moved over there we weren't sure what what it would look like and the lord's kind of like just taking us one yes at a time one step at a time to um and it's been a crazy journey but it's been really good
0: yeah um so david pearson one of our mutual friends me and and the danners have known each other for more than 10 years now even beyond this church but um but I remember David Pearson one time went on a short-term mission trip with you guys. Uh, he said people were sizably smaller. There's one, three, three takeaways he had. Two, the food was fantastic, okay, and that was, like, worth, worth the visit. And then three, he was like, Oliver, like, you got to understand there's generational discipleship going on. And by that, he meant, like, you just talk about the soil and God doing the same thing but differently in different places. And partially because of the labor, partially because of the season, and obviously because the spirit, it was like Clay and Rhonda had been able to lead people to Christ that in turn have led others to Christ in like a multiplication, not, not just a, like growth by addition, but growth by multiplication, which is just like a profound thing to me. And so just to key in on the one thing that really has always stuck out to me about you guys, and then also as, you know, the original deacons, you know, first kind of pioneered the, you know, different mission partners we'd pick in the first season— um, that core DNA there of people over programs, and like you said, one yes at a time. Person in front of us, um, God has been so f- I've s- so fruitful. It's it's been so apparent from the outside in and abundant in terms of um, I think if you run the program, you just check the box and you're like, okay, I ran the program and you know I I did the good thing that I needed to do, um, but not doing you know keep keeping uh, faithful to those things. But then you know for you guys. The bullseye has just always been so apparently about people and one one person at a time, and I think that's been one thing that I've definitely noticed from afar and celebrated. Um, I wanted to um, just hear really for the heart of our time this morning for what's most exciting now, like what God has been doing in the most recent uh, rather than even the last nine years. Um, And so, um, yeah, I know um, I wanted to ask Clay a little bit about basketball and business, Uh, those are two areas. And then also, Rhonda, you know, going to you in a bit about school, family, um, and just the relationships that have uh, created, been created out of that orbit. Um, and so, yeah, the stage is yours. I just want to hear your guys' heart share with us, um, you know, some of the things that are most exciting to you right now. Um, first and foremost, Clay, like when it comes to the doors been opened through basketball and, and, and those things.
1: Yeah, so um, <clears throat> about... Well, se- several years ago, I started to decide- we had been there for maybe about a year, and I met this guy who was, a, who was a pro basketball player in Taiwan. I didn't know him at all, but when we met, he asked if, if we could have breakfast a few days later. Uh, we had breakfast. Long story short, he was a believer, but the night before we met, he had been up all night just praying, crying the whole night just asking God for somebody that could disciple and mentor him because he just felt all alone. And then he meets me the next morning through this guy who used to play in the NBA uh, who was on his team. And so he's like, hey, would you disciple me, mentor me? And I was like, absolutely, man. That's exactly why I'm here. And so that started a relationship that led to more relationships that led to more relationships of just just following the relationship of people we've been um, discipling and pouring into. And over the last about three years ago, uh, maybe four years ago, um, I was introduced to uh, to this really high level person. Had no idea who he was, but really influential, not just in Taiwan but globally, Um, Mm -hmm. like a VC guy, and who's got his hands in all kinds of tech stuff and everything. And and as we're meeting, he just asked me, um, or as we were talking, he was like, you know, I really feel like what God's given you is something that I need and something that this group of people I meet with needs. Would you be willing to come and help me pastor this group of people? Mm -hmm. And I was, we prayed about it and really felt like the Lord was leading, leading me to say yes. And so I said yes. And that just kind of led to down these different avenues. And essentially over the last two and a half years, um, the Lord's really opened the door into the marketplace and into the business world. And, I've started helping these companies, both large and small, uh, learn how to create a kingdom culture within their organization. Um, Even over the last year, I've seen five people in two different companies give their life to Jesus, Mm. which is awesome. And the cool thing, the, the coolest thing to me, is that it hasn't been me leading those people to Jesus, it's been me investing and pouring into believers in the company and teaching them how to lead their people, lead their coworkers and friends to Jesus, which is just, to me, so gratifying, so fulfilling to see them being the ones doing it, which is really our heart. Like, you know, we don't want everything to be based on Clay and Rhonda. You know, we want, we really want to invest in, like Oliver talked about earlier, multiply and see, see others doing the work. And then also through that same guy, he contacted me two years ago. Actually, it was right before we came here. I think Oliver and I may have talked about this um, just in our taco lunch yeah. uh, that one day, but, uh, which praise Jesus for tacos and being back here in the States for those. We missed that. Yeah. But um, right before we came back here, he called me and he said that his family was starting a new professional basketball team. Now, the, there's an, a league that's three years old. It's the top league in Taiwan. It's uh, it's a large league in Asia and doing really, really well. Um, he and I actually passed through the commissioner of that league and the guy that started it. But his family, a year later, his family decided they were going to start their own pro team. And he called me and asked me, he told me about it and asked me to consider, he said, I'd like for you to be our chaplain, but more than a chaplain. I don't want you to just come and Say a prayer before the game and like do a little rah-rah you know, speech and Jesus loves you. He was like, I really want you to be for the whole organization who you are. Hmm. And he said, I just want to turn you loose on, on the whole organization to create a kingdom culture, to develop people and ultimately lead them to Jesus. Um, so I don't know what we want to call you, but would you pray about this? And <laughs> so Ron and I prayed about it. We felt like, and I was super excited. Like, although I look like it, I've never played pro ball before. <laughs> And right. uh, but I've always loved so basketball, that. I grew up playing it and everything. I've coached I, my first ever job was as a referee, like you know, I've been in, I've been attached to it and I've loved it forever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so we felt like the Lord was saying yes to that. And uh, what it's looked like is they actually it's funny that George mentioned um, the mental health thing, mm-hmm. what they call me is their mental health coach, wow. and um. And we really use that as kind of a cover and, and also culture and leadership development coach. And we use that as a cover to be able to just really empower the people into who they've created, been created to be and and to see themselves from a from a pure place of, of how it is the Father sees them. And then through that, I've been able to um, really grow and establish relationships on the side where now I've got a group uh, throughout the league of imports, that's what we call the foreign players. So it's a lot of NBA players who are now there in Taiwan. Um, Dwight Howard, he's in a different league, and that's a different story. But oh, okay. um, never mind, I'm pulling you off. That pulling league off. probably won't last after uh, next year. Okay. Uh, and that was a failed experiment. But other guys, uh, other guys who used to play in the NBA and and who are international players that are there, we're now meeting um, weekly together, mm. and some are believers. And really strong. Some are baby believers. Some are not yet, but they really want to meet. And everybody has started reading the word. Really, um, they come every week. And when we come, we don't do a standard Bible study where we, you know they come and we read it together and then ask pre preset questions. the The way we've operated for the last twenty years and and still operate is: as you come, you've been reading the word. And whenever we get together, the guys know now, like there's only two questions that we ask. One is, what did God say to you as you read the word this week? And the follow-up question is, what are you going to do about it? Or how are you going to obey what it is that he gave you? It's that simple. And really, that's the way we see the, what we see as the basis of discipleship is like, what's God saying and how are we going to, how are we going to walk there? And uh, how are we going to put that into practice? And so that's been really exciting to see. Um, what the Lord's been doing in that area. And we've also had, um, and, and also looking at the guys that are on other teams, like being able to empower and equip them into the teams that they're on, um, you know, that I'm not directly working with, but being able to equip them and carrying the gospel to the local players on those teams, that the Lord has them there for more than just a paycheck, you know? Mm. Um, he's got them there to be able to make a difference uh, with within the organization that they're a part of. And so... That's been really, really exciting to see. And I'm excited about what this next year has in store. Year three for me working with this team. The first two years were really about building trust and relationship because, one, I'm not part of that world. You know, when I came in, I was the CEO's guy. I'm not paid staff or anything like that. Like, there was a lot of like, are you here to just spy on us and tell us what, tell the CEO what's going on? Like, what's, Mm. who are you? Um, But now we're, People actually come to me with problems in their personal life, with injuries and things like that. Even we actually, in our second year ever, uh, which was this year, we won the regular season, came out first place in the regular season, and then we lost in game six of the finals to the defending champ. Two games away from winning the whole thing in just our second season. But even on that last day, so this was not even, uh, like right at two weeks ago, um, two days before I flew back to the States. Um, game six was at 7 p.m. that night. At 12, I get a text from uh, our star player. He, he won import of the year. Uh, Seven footer, played eight years in the NBA. Um, he's, he messages me. I'm at coffee with, uh, with a pastor uh, friend and Um, he messaged me, he's like, Clay, I need you to pray for me. I'm standing in my kitchen, just making lunch, getting ready for the game tonight. And I've just got these incredible chest pains on my left side. Like, I don't know what's going on. So I messaged him back. I'm like, do you need to go to the hospital? Is it your heart? And he's like, it's not my heart, but I don't know what it is. Like, just something I can't stand up. I just need you to pray. So I start praying for him. I get to the, to the arena that night. I walk in and immediately I just see the pain on his face, just excruciating pain and he can't stand up. They're taping him up. They've been doing some other stuff trying to help him. They're taping him up. And I was like, hey, come out. After they finish, come out see me on the court. Let's get together. So he walks out on the court again. He's just kind of like leaned over. I can see the pain. We go out under the, uh, under the bleachers. And I just put my hand on it. I knew exactly. He just, he walked over, put his arm around me. I put my hand on his chest and started praying for him. And about 30, 45 seconds into the prayer, he just doubles over. And just starts weeping. Hmm. And I keep praying for him. He stands up and then he doubles over and he's just still just weeping, weeping. And I finished praying. I was like, I said, what, what's going on, bro. And he, he couldn't say anything. He's just doing like this. And I was like, you need me to stop. Like what's (laughs) going on. And he was like gone. And I said, what do you mean? Like it's gotten better. And he was, and he had told me right before he started praying, it was an eight out of 10 pain level. Hmm. And, I said, it's gotten better. And he was like, no, it's gone. He said, you started praying. I just felt this heat rush into my chest Mm. and the pain just left. Mm. And I said, is that why you're crying? And he was like, yeah. And that's all he could say. And then he's still just crying and he just wraps me up. So my chest is right here, (laughs) you know, and he's just wrapped me up and holding me and just crying my head. Yeah, it's right here in his chest. He just wraps me up. And is just crying for three, four minutes, you know, just like the love of Jesus just flowing over him. And it was amazing. And just have, being able to have those opportunities um, with local guys that are coming um, who don't know Jesus at all through imports and just seeing how the Lord's beginning to move, really believing that this is going to be the start of, of something great, not just throughout this league, but also throughout, throughout all of Taiwan, even the Pro Baseball League has approached and asked, hey... Could you help us over here? Which is amazing. I'm like, no, I can't, because I don't have that much time. But if you've got people that I can help invest in, or if any of you want to come out because you've got a heart for that, you know, we could mm-hmm. talk about that as well and and really impact professional sports and beyond in Taiwan. But so that's good. some of the stuff that's been going on that we're really excited about. It's a good update. <laughs> um, Briefly, before we go, go to Rhonda,
0: you know, one of the things about this morning that um, was on my heart was just to see um, an activation or maybe a reactivation towards um, the going that we're all on. Like, one of the things that's really interesting about, you know, your story is, like, we're not talking about this third world country where the culture's, you know, profoundly, you know, pre-industrialized or whatever, that it's really, really different. Like, like a lot of these stories, you know, if you just erase the names and put in Jones and John and Jim, you know they could happen in Greenville. They could be happening all around us all the time. And there's such a slight but important, I think, shift of that as we go and on the go, you know, ministry beyond just. I hear you saying. I think it's just so profound and simple. Loving the one in front of you, taking it, taking it one step at a time. What would you say, you know, to somebody um, who, you know, might be here and, you know, they have that why, but they might not have that how or 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 their. They're feeling, you know, sometimes when you're feeling a need and push to get launched out of, out of the church, you know, you're like, man, I can't sit here and sing another song and listen to another sermon, but I just don't know what to do, you know, next. Um, you know, what, what's something that I, I've found that God, you know, leads us like, it's it's not complicated, it's, it's actually simple. What's something you would tell us um, when it comes to just being on the go, just right where we are?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um well, so everybody knows, I haven't always been a professional missionary. <laughs> um, I don't even like the word that much, to be honest. But I worked in the corporate world here in down in Duncan for, for 10 years, and prior to that worked as an arborist, cutting trees, running chainsaws, bucket trucks, all that stuff. Like, even in this, I used to work in this neighborhood quite a bit. Um, when the afternoon, you know, 3 p.m. storm comes through, you know, in the summer and stuff like that, like... So during that time, during all of those times, like one of the things that the Lord really showed me was that it's not, it's not whether you're, it's not what the occupation is. Hmm. It's what he has called us to. Hmm. And a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of people, I was looking at a study not long ago that, that half of churchgoers don't know what the Great Commission is. And, which was shocking to me, but then again, not shocking to me as well but it's not an option of like whether or not i'm going to sign up for it it's a it's it's the lord's commission to all of us wherever it is that we are and one of the thing, two of my favorite verses in the Bible that the lord's really used uh, to impact me one is first corinthians eleven one paul's writing and he says, Be imitators of me just as I also am of christ mm-hmm. and I remember I was sitting at my ping pong table in Taichung uh, back in the year of our Lord, 2001. And when I read that, and I had read that I don't know how many times, but as I read it that morning, it just like lit up and the Lord just spoke really clearly to me. This is discipleship and this is what I've called you to. And when I first looked at it, I was like, but I'm so flawed. Like I, telling people to follow me and imitate me. And he just really clearly was like, but... It doesn't stop there. It's because you're imitating me. Mm. Like it's a process. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. You're following me, so invite other people to follow me with you. That's good. And that was just mind blowing to me. And then the second one is also Paul writing to the Corinthians in the second letter, Uh, eleven verse three. He's upset with them because they've complicated. They've allowed these outside voices to come in. They've complicated. their life and their worship. And in 2 Corinthians eleven three, he says, he refers to, he refers to uh, Christianity or their life as simplicity and purity of devotion to Jesus. Like a lot of times we try to overcomplicate things of, I've got to know this, I've got to know this, I've got to be able to do this, I have to go through this training or this training. And honestly, devotion to Jesus is just simplicity and purity, Taking it back to those two questions, what is he saying, and what am I going to do about it? Good. I can't tell you how many times even my own daughters ask questions that I'm like, I don't know, you know? <laughs> and I tell them, that's a great question. I need to go and open my Bible, or I need to go and, like, search that out. It's okay to not know. It's okay to not have it all together. In fact, that's what is most attractive to people is whenever you're real and when, when people see, like, sanitized Bible study, sanitized situations, like that's honestly easier than opening up your life in in a lot of ways because you can have it separate. But when you open up your lives and you allow people to see like, Rhonda was telling somebody the other day that we were talking with, she was like, sometimes I just want to punch him in the face. (laughs) You know? And sometimes we, and, you know, sometimes whenever we're with our daughters and, and they're upset and we react to them in a way that we shouldn't, People need to see that, and they also need to see how we fix it, how we go and apologize to our daughters for not rea- responding, but rather reacting, not responding in love, but reacting you know, in anger or frustration at the situation. They need to see what reality is, and that you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be in love with Jesus and follow him in simplicity and purity. And really, if you base everything off those two questions, what's God saying to me, and how am I going to obey, how am I going to implement that? then it's, it's really no more complicated than that. And so I just want to encourage all of you, like wherever you are, teacher, um, at home with the kids, in your company, you know, white collar, blue collar, whatever it is, like, that is your go. You know, your community is your go because you're going every day, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that is the go. And to make disciples and to love people in that process, it, it really is that simple.
0: Um, Rhonda, when uh, I was catching up with Clay through email across time zones, we just were catching up a little bit regarding um, just family, school, um, the community that God's placed you in and specifically called you, you know, in the context of Taiwan. Um, What's been most exciting about that process, let's say, in the last year or so or 18 months? Yeah.
2: Um, Well, in the past um, year, the Lord allowed us to, first of all, my heart has been to reach out to a lot of the moms uh, at the school. So the school that the girls go to is, it's technically a Christian American school, which is, which is great because the, all the teachers and leaders are believers. Um, but the school is maybe like 50% believers of the students, 40 to 50. Um, and so that's kind of been an unexpected uh, mission field for, for me and for the girls um, so we started a, like a cafe on, it's not really a cafe, it's like a concession stand, basically. Um, mm-hmm. At the school, they needed someone to fill it, so our family actually runs that um, after school every day so that we can get to um, build community among the kids and the parents that are hanging around, and so that's been a really cool opportunity. And then um, I think we have some pictures. Um, mm-hmm. Do we have pictures? That we sent in. One of the most exciting things mm-hmm. is a few years ago, Um, yeah, you can stop here. Um, a few years ago, um, we were able to, uh, baptize one of, so one of the classmates' moms. So our girls, our two oldest, okay, how do I explain (laughs) this? So her name is Bella. Bella has three kids and two of them are in the same classes with our two girls. So we have been building relationships. They've been in our house, they're friends. Um,
1: Taco Um, Nights.
2: Taco Nights, Um, (laughs) yes. And so we have been just pouring, we try to pour into, like, those families. And so this is just one of the examples. So she, um, about four years ago, uh, we were able to baptize her. And then this was, like, right before we left. This is um, another, this is one of our oldest girl's classmates, Gia, who has been at our house a lot. Um, We were able to baptize her and um, Bella's three kids. So if you'll turn the next slide.
1: Yeah, we have those pictures of her oh, kids this also. Is, yeah.
2: Next. Maybe. <laughs> oh, that's the basketball team. Next.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, you don't all have them? Yeah. he didn't say That's her. All right. So yeah, yeah, So we had we have pictures of and, and we can show you all those later. Um, but we have pictures of all three of Bella's kids giving their uh, like being baptized in that little kiddie pool in front of our place and then Gia, also one of Karis's classmates. So it was just
2: exciting to see, you know, and Bella was like so excited. She's been walking with the Lord now for um, like, I guess, four years or whatever, and a lot of people are pouring into her. But um, this was right before we left. She was like, let's, we need, my kids are wanting to get baptized, so can we do it before you leave? So we inflated the pool and she baptized her own kids. in, in mm-hmm. that pool that day, so that was really exciting, and, um, and the Lord's opened up some other opportunities for me with the moms, I just recently started like an Alpha alpha group, Alpha course, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but yeah. basically to, to to watch the video, they have it in Chinese, and then um, one of the ladies is Japanese, so I send her the Japanese videos, and then we talk about it in English, and um, it's been really cool, because everyone there at the school, some are from Korea, some are from Japan, some are from India, like there's people from everywhere, but um, it, it has been a really good opportunity to just um, talk about, like, what is it that you believe, and what do you think about Jesus? And their kids are learning um, about the Bible from the minute they walk in the school, and so that brings up a lot of questions for the parents also, which I think I didn't realize, like, how curious some of them were until recently, but one of, um, one of my friends, Kazumi, I've been friends with her for seven years. She's from Japan, And her daughter, one of her daughters is in Karis's class also. And um, I asked her to be part of this group. And she has always been really shy and never, like, spoken up. So I didn't think she was really that interested. But she said that ever since her kids started at the school, she, you know, they would have Bible class and bring home the questions. Like, what does this verse mean? And her kids would be like, how do we answer this? And she's like, I don't know. And so she had no religion growing up. um, And so she has always been kind of curious and just loved, like, watching from afar. She's, like, at the chapel services at school. She said she would go to some of them and watch people just sing and worship, and she was just always really moved. She said she felt the power um, of God, and she's not yet. She said, I'm almost a believer. Um, yeah. And so we're going to finish the course when we get back, but I've, um, it's been really cool, and I feel like the Lord's opening doors for me to reach out more to the local moms and the people at the school and that kind of thing.
1: One of the things I just want to add on that you you heard Rhonda mention, like even though the Lord's called us to Taiwan, um, you know, a lot of people are like, what specific group, people group, and that kind of deal? Um, And taking that, like just loving the one in front of you approach, like it's it's from all over. Like we're in Taiwan, but, you know, you heard me mention our imports. Like it's um, Americans that are there and Japanese, uh, Indian, Korean, South African, Filipino, and Taiwanese—like it's—it's just a massive, uh, a massive number of people groups that we are able to love on and and engage with the gospel and share the kingdom with. Mm. And um, it's just—it's been really, really cool to just see all the different open doors and not being so laser-focused in like, no, this is what I'm supposed to do, that or this is who I'm supposed to do it with—that we miss out on on all of the other opportunities that are there.
0: Yeah. Um, One more hand for uh, Rhonda and just everything going on with the discipleship and those families. Um, We're coming to a close in terms of time. Um, One of the agendas we have set up from just beginning the service is to make sure we're not leaving here without really engaging in prayer, just as a church, as a community, as a body, Um, both to give and to receive prayer. Um, And both um, for those like we were talking about that may be in, in the room, all of us really that are really being activated by the Father and what He's saying to us about going. Um, but then also, um, we're going to spend some time in a moment, Ashley will come up and lead um, in our seats today, praying for the ones that we're sending and just recognizing there is a difference between doing mission on the way and then doing mission out of the way. And that second that second calling is a, is a significant one, and it's, it's not just the missionary, it's the church, and we're all involved in being goers and, goers and senders. Um, Ashley will come up in a moment. Um, What can we, as we engage in prayer specifically this morning for all of our mission partners, but for you guys, uh, give us a word or two that we might, you know, focus in on um, as we cluster in a bit for prayer um, in our seats.
1: Okay. Um, Well, one thing before I share that that I just want to say is as we share these stories and everything, these are your stories as well. Hmm. And we we really believe that. We really want to encourage you guys with that because... It's it's what the Lord's doing in Taiwan, right? Like we are the ones who are boots on the ground, you know, who get to be there. We're the the end of the spear, if you will. But you know that that point in and of itself, without the without the actual like handle, without the the length of the rod and the spear, like is it's essentially useless, you know. And so we believe that the the funding, the gifts, and everything that that people give and that City Lights, as a body gives, that the prayers that you guys make on our behalf and on behalf of the people that we're working with, like, it's us together, like, being able to engage in what the Father's doing in that place. And so as we share these stories, like, we're the ones sharing it, but they're your stories as well. And so really want to encourage you guys with that. And thank you for being a part of, of what the Lord's doing with us. Um, and so, yeah, as far as, like, uh, needs and requests, like, uh i think ashley mentioned earlier um you know we love for people to to partner with us in prayer not just not just like corporately as you know the 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 staff does it but for for you as individuals to be able to partner with us and and see what's going on and pray for people by name and that kind of deal we love to have more people involved in that regard and and we also um there is a real need of finances like Taiwan being a, you know, a a first world place. It's not inexpensive (laughs) to live there. And um, so in the seven and a half years, I'll say this in the seven and a half years that we've been there, we've never been at a hundred percent of our financial needs, but we've been there for seven and a half years. The Lord's continued to provide uh, when we've needed it and what we've needed. Um, We've gone without, we went four years without a vehicle uh, we now have a vehicle, praise God, and a little scooter that we ride around on. Um, but financial partnership is also a need um, and you know, being connected and what the Lord's doing in that way. Um, and then also, like, um, we just want to be um, obedient, us, us as parents, and we just want to be obedient to what it is the Lord's telling us to do. You know, we want to love and lead our girls well. If if we're not discipling them well, then what are we doing anywhere else, you know? Mm. And we really, like, one of our biggest prayers is just for the hearts of our girls. Like, for, um, you know, they and we as well miss family. We miss being here in the States with family and friends and and that kind of deal. And, you know, there are times where it's difficult. And just praying for the hearts of our girls, like, to realize that, um, you know, even when things, like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to miss and things like that, but to, to be fully uh, aware of that they're in the Father's will as well, and um, for them to not feel like they're being drugged along, but the Lord's using them as well, you know, as evidenced with their classmates being baptized just then, you know, yeah. and, um, and other stuff, and so that's one of our other big prayer requests is just for our family and, and the hearts of our girls. Awesome. One more hand for these guys. Uh,
0: as we uh, kind of make, make our way here into some prayer. Um, yeah, As uh, I'll invite the band to come forward, and Ashley's going to give us some directions. But um, uh, our heart this morning is to um, not uh, just to sit and listen and, and consider, but also to be active and to be activated, um, really, in the power of the Holy Spirit. So this is the passage that, um, of course, um, really girds the whole entire morning, and, and Clay uh, and Rhonda were talking about it all morning. But Matthew 28, 16 and 17, Jesus said to, all, to them, um, All authority in heaven and earth, has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you, um, even until the end of the age. Thanks again for joining us. If you have been encouraged or challenged by this message, please give us feedback by leaving a comment on this podcast. For more information on our church,
1: visit us at www.citylights.cc.